Hello and welcome, Blue Jay fans, to another episode of Section 138, a Blue Jay podcast for all things Blue Jays. Uh, spring training has just started, and we're finally back get, uh, getting back into the, the swing of things here with baseball. Uh, this is episode 26. I'm Mark Colley from 360 Blue Jays News, Bluebird Banter, and Jays Journal. As always, we are joined by everything Blue Jays and Blue Jays Nation. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing Marcus Stroman, um, his shoulder inflammation. Maybe we'll get into uh, some of his arbitration stuff and the comments that he made and maybe the lasting impact it can have on his relationship with the Blue Jays. Uh, We'll get into the new broadcast team that the Blue Jays have. Uh, Joe Siddle just announced that he's going to be moving over uh, to the TV side of things, replacing the role that Greg Zahn had. And then we'll be getting into some of the additions the Blue Jays made. Uh, Sun Wan Ho uh, just added to the Blue Jays uh, yesterday, uh, made the deal official, and Ezekiel Carrera designated for assignment. and maybe if we have time, uh, Jaime Garcia and what he means to the Blue Jays this season. So, starting things off, Marcus Stroman. Um, it was announced yesterday, I believe, um, as we are recording this, uh, that he is dealing with shoulder inflammation and he won't start uh, today, this being Wednesday. Um, it it kind of comes as a surprise. Uh, some people thought that it was made because of his uh, what he was doing with his arm angle. He was kind of playing with a, a sidearm throw instead of over the top. Um, some people suspected that was the reasoning, uh, but <coughs> excuse me, uh, but that was not the reasoning. Uh, Marcus Stroman said he says he's been trying that kind of stuff since he was a child. Uh, so he he claims that that's not the reason. It may still be the reason. Um, John Gimmins said, quote, it's nothing serious, end quote. So uh, that's what the Blue Jays personnel think about it. They believe that he should be back on the mound in four to five days. Um, although Stroman, when he was commenting about it, he seemed kind of skeptical. He actually uh, mentioned something about maybe not being ready for opening day, but being ready for the start of the season, which was weird because, like, like the opening day and the start of the season are the same thing so how can it be ready for one and not ready for another i was confused about that uh, why don't we start off our conversation there talking about that what do you guys think he meant by that do you let me phrase it this way do you think stroman will be ready for the start of the season um i believe if stroman had to be ready he would be ready you know he when he spoke with the media uh yesterday he did mention that you know he could easily go through this right now you know if it's midway through the season but I can tell you one thing you know this is probably something good if anything from spring training is you'd rather him go through this during spring training rather than the start of the season and I actually heard the same thing um, 360 I was watching sports on yesterday and Steve Phillips an MLB insider who covers the Jays for TSN he actually mentioned that it is very it is very well possible Stroman starts the season on the DL something like we saw um, a couple years ago when Marco Estrada had the back issue, he only missed one start. So even if Stroman starts the season on the DL, you know, there's only, it's pretty likely he just misses one start and he comes back after that. And then, yeah, you heard from John Gibbons that he's going to resume throwing in a few days. So it, it is confusing, but um, at the end of the day, you want to be very cautious with him, especially since the season has even, it hasn't even started yet. So, you know, be, I think they should be very cautious. I don't think it's going to be serious at all. You know, I think it's something he's dealt with before, and it's just, I guess they caught it at the right time because, you know, the, the way things went last year for the Jays, it seemed like every, any, everything went wrong in every possible way. So uh, I guess it's kind of good news if you want it 
that way that he's not going to be missing too much time to the season. And, you know, obviously spring training doesn't mean anything. So it's definitely the right time for him to deal with this. And, um, you know, if he starts the season on the DL or if he's ready for opening day, yeah, I expect him to be just, I expect him to be 100%. And, um, you know, obviously we're all hoping that he resumes throwing soon. Yeah, I agree with what you guys just said there. Uh, this couldn't have happened at a better time for Marcus. Uh, I mean, injuries are never, or even uh, r- rumored injuries are never a good thing, but injuries in this, during spring training and the regular season are two very different things. Uh, I think Marcus has a possibility to start the season on the disabled list, and just to touch on your point or what you said earlier, not be ready for opening day, but be ready for the start of the season. Uh, I think he just meant, you know, he'll be ready for uh, or to play by at least the second week of the season at the latest. Uh, but he ju- he won't be prepared to play opening day, which uh, I think it's kind of clear he'll pitch opening day if he's healthy. Uh, to be completely honest, I won't know or I won't really have much of an opinion on this until he starts throwing uh, and we get any news because I mean shoulder inflammation it can either be really really good or really really or not serious I should say or it can be bad uh and I guess we'll just have to wait and see where this injury kind of takes him uh am I worried a a little bit I mean the last thing you want to do is see your ace have an injury or at least that be the rumor around the clubhouse uh but uh, knowing Marcus Stroman you know he was the guy that tore his ACL in spring training, was told he wasn't going to play at least for a year, and then in 2015 came back in September and was the clear ace of the rotation for that month. Uh, So I think he'll definitely work super hard to fix this if this is serious. Uh, If it's not serious, that's great. But I kind of think he might start the season on the disabled list, hoping not, but if he doesn't, or if he does, I think he'll start playing or pitching definitely by the second week of the season. Uh, but if if not, then he'll, in my opinion, be the opening day starter. Yeah, um, I, just to touch on what you said at the end there, uh, being the opening day starter, uh, I, I think at this point he will be the opening day starter. You know, the Blue Jays, um, in their announcement, they projected that he would be ready uh, to start pitching again in four to five days. Um, even if it's 15 days, I still think he could make it as the opening day starter. He might need a bit longer. Uh, you know, they may push him back to the to the back of the rotation, uh, move the rotation up one, make Sanchez or even uh, Marco Estrada the opening day starter instead. But I don't think he'll start the season on the disabled list, especially um gauging the uh the, the um, importance of this injury. I don't think it's uh, that big of a deal, or at least I hope it isn't that big of a deal. And from what the, the Blue Jays are making of it, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. My biggest concern with this is the vague statement. You know, the Blue Jays are saying it's going to be four to five days until he starts throwing again. Um, so four to five days until he starts throwing again. Why is Stroman saying that he'll take until the start of the season to be ready. Um, it doesn't seem like... It's two different storylines there, two different uh, parties saying two different things, but they're both on the same side. So I'm a bit confused with that, and I'm a bit worried about that, but hopefully it doesn't make that big of a difference for the Blue Jays. Um, hopefully they start the season strong, even if Stroman misses a start or two. I'm not that concerned. Um it's a few games. Uh, they have capable starters 
elsewhere in Joe Biagini, uh, Jaime Garcia. Their, their starters are capable. I don't know what their uh, off days look like in April, but even if they had a few off days, they might be able to survive with a four-man rotation uh, for for a bit without uh, Stroman. Uh, they, yeah, they have a, an off day on April 5th, an off day on April 12th. So it would be tough, but they might be able to survive with with a four-man rotation for a little bit. So so in the end, uh, to wrap it all up, I think that um, th- this isn't that big of a deal. You know, even if Stroman does um, end up missing some time in the regular season, it's not a big deal. So overall, I'm not that concerned, uh, I, but I am concerned about the uh, the differing, differing storylines between the two pieces. Yeah, the difference in stories that we're getting from the Blue Jays and Marcus Stroman is a little strange to me. Uh, usually, teams and their players are on the same page when they talk about things like this. Uh, and it just seems really skeptical to me that the Blue Jays are saying a couple days and Stroman's saying, I might not be ready for the start of the season, which is March 29th, uh, which is about a month away, I believe. Uh I, I really don't know what to say. I think this will have a very interesting outcome, but if I had to take a guess, I'd think Strowman's the one telling the truth. This might be more serious than anybody else is being told, just simply because the Blue Jays know of the injury problems they had last year and they don't want to deal with the backlash of media and by saying our best pitcher's possibly not going to play be ready for our first game and they just want to kind of calm everybody down uh but if that is the case then i think that really shows the type of management we have i mean they've already received tons of hate from fans because of not signing certain players uh and then trying to cover up an injury that may or may not be more serious than we think is uh definitely doesn't look good in their opinion or in my opinion yeah um you know, I, this whole thing with Strowman, you know, this is obviously 100% a precautionary move. Like, again, he said he knows his body ever since he blew it his knee a few years ago, and he could pitch through it if he really wanted to. But, you know, I'm not overly concerned. I don't think anyone should. The only thing you should be concerned about is if this inflammation, you know, let's say comes back mid-season or comes back uh, when he co- when he starts to pitch again. Like, you want to make sure this thing's completely flushed out of the way. And you want to make sure it doesn't come back to him. You know, we saw that, even though this is completely two different situations, we saw it with Aaron Sanchez last season, you know. After the first blister, all right, uh, blister's going to heal. He'll be back throwing in um, a, a few days. And we all know how that turned out. So we want you pretty much just want to make sure Stroman is completely over with this inflammation and it doesn't come back. And, you know, if that takes more than four to five days, if it takes a few weeks... Maybe it's the best thing to do it. You know, it's a long season. You don't want to try and push anything in the month of February as it's tomorrow's the first day of March. But yeah, and even if he does miss a start or two, you know, you'll probably see Joe Biagini make a start. And then I guess they'll make a decision on him from there if he's going to go back to the bullpen or start the season with uh, AAA as a starter. Yeah, definitely. You obviously want him uh, to return healthy and not have this kind of hang around for the entire season, ruin um, what his potential production could be. Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, Jerry Howarth announced his retirement. 
Uh, and now the Blue Jays or Sportsnet 590, which is owned by Rogers, which also owns the Blues, um, is on a search for uh, their next radio play-by-play man. Uh, it might be Mike Wilner. Uh, who knows? But as I mentioned before in the podcast news today, a press release from Sportsnet said that Joe Siddle, who was a color commentator on radio with Jerry Howard for a few years, uh, is moving to television to take over the role that Greg Zahn had. Greg Zahn uh, fired a few months back uh, for sexual misconduct allegations against him. Uh, Siddle, a lot of people like Siddle, uh, myself included. Uh, I think his combination of personal experience and uh, just the good analysis makes him really good for that color commentator role. Uh, but now we are left with a, a void uh, on uh, radio there's like no one there that could, uh that that's potentially uh could take the role there's been talk about mike wilner taking it as i said earlier i think um he is the most obvious choice but then there's also um dan shulman who's come might be coming on he's already scheduled for a few games but he might be coming on in an expanded capacity um on the television side so maybe we see buck martinez who has radio experience maybe we see him moving over to the radio side uh for a few games or pat tabler or um uh, maybe we see Ben Wagner, uh, who is the uh, the Buffalo's radio, uh, AAA Buffalo team uh, radio broadcaster. Maybe we see him moving up to the major league level. Maybe we see um, Scott Richmond, who is doing uh, color commentating for Mike Wilner during spring training, the first five games of spring training. There are so many potential options for the Blue Jays or, or for Sportsnet right now. Um, I personally think that Mike Wilner will be taking the role just because he's so obvious. He has had the experience. He's been there for, what, 15 years, I think. Um, he's been doing Jay's talk. He, he um, has kind of like a, a, a sabermetric spin on stuff, um, but also is positive which is uh, towards the Blue Jays, which is definitely what Sportsnet would be looking for. Uh, so I think Mike Wilner will be play-by-play uh Color commentating, I have no idea, really. Uh, Scott Richmond's really good in his five spring training games, uh, but I'm not sure if he wants that role long term. What do you guys think? I think, you know, this is a pretty tough question for me just because um, I'm not as much as a radio guy as I am. Obviously, I watch the games a lot more, but, you know, obviously we were all familiar with Jerry Howarth, you know, how great he was, and Joe Siddle, as he called that, he's called a few games on TV too. Uh, with um, with uh, Bucker Patterway a few times a year, so you know he'll be obviously he'll be good with um, Jamie Campbell there the pre-show in Blue Jay Central. But yeah, moving back to the towards the radio um, talk, you know um, Mike Wilner is definitely an interesting name. You know he's past couple seasons he's called a few innings per game, and you know he's he's got experience like you said he you know he hosts Jay's talk, but I don't believe I believe that. Um, it wouldn't be the right thing for the people for him to call it. You know, a lot of people criticize Mike Wilner, and a lot of people aren't fans of Mike Wilner just because of, you know, his takes on the Blue Jays and how positive he is, and how much you know how much he defends them. Like, but I think he'd be pretty good uh, aside from his personality and all that. When he calls the games, you know, uh, he's a pretty he's pretty good at calling the games. I I don't mind uh, listening to him, but you know, it's obviously with Jay's talk and other takes for him on Twitter that people aren't really a big fan of 
Ben Wagner, I'd also, I'd also, you know, like to see. Uh, he's called in Buffalo, like you said, and I wouldn't mind him being uh, the play-by-play for the Jays uh, radio booth. But yeah, color commentary again. I have no idea what they're gonna do. And you mentioned how there's multiple names, and I guess we'll just see how that plays out. Yeah, I agree with what a lot of you guys said. Uh, I'm not gonna go and repeat that. But to be completely honest, I'm not sure exactly who's going to take over what position. Uh, I think the easy answer for the Blue Jays would be Mike Wilner, uh, even though a lot of people dislike him, and I I can see why. Uh, Personally, I'm not uh, a hater of him. I don't mind listening to him. Uh, But one thing that somebody told me a couple weeks ago, I think it was, and I won't forget this, is teams that are run or owned by corporations care about money, and teams that are owned by individuals care about the team. And Rogers, I think, has taken a lot of backlash and heat from a lot of people about you know, not giving the Blue Jays enough money and just decisions that they've made over the years. And I'm not entirely sure if their main focus is to get the best voice out there to be the radio broadcaster. I think they'll just put Mike Wilner there because why not? They've had him for a long time now. Uh, it's just an easy answer. And yeah, I, th- I think just overall the Blue Jays want experience. Mike Wilner has that experience. Uh, I can just imagine how bad his voice or how bad his throat's going to feel after calling nine innings and then yelling at fans for making ridiculous predictions on a uh, Blue Jays talk. Uh, th- that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, I I am personally fond of Wilner. I like him, even though he isn't obviously the most friendly person. Um, I think that's partly due to uh, Jay's talk and the people he has to deal with. Uh, but uh, there is, I'm, I'm biased here, uh, but there's a poll on Bluebird Bitter of who you would like to see as do radio play and play-by-play. Of course, I choose Bluebird Banter because I write for it. Um Mike Wilner has 55% of the 663 votes, um, and then the second highest is 25% for someone else, and then the uh, the highest besides that is a percent for Ben Wagner. Um, so I think people would enjoy Mike Wilner. I personally would. Uh, and um, I mentioned earlier Dan Shulman. The Blue Jays could potentially get Dan Shulman on radio. Obviously, it would cost a lot of money for them because he is a big name, and he would have to put uh, the Blue Jays' commitments above his other commitments. Like, I think he's covering college basketball. I think he's also might be doing ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but he has a lot of commitments. He's a great broadcaster. It'd be amazing if they could grab him for radio, um, and I would love that. I listen to radio a lot because oftentimes I'm not... Um, in front of a TV, not able to watch the game. So I listen to radio a lot, and I would definitely enjoy Dan Schulman. But it seems very unlikely. But I don't want to speculate too much. There's not much we can do besides speculation. So uh, moving on to the Blue Jays' other uh, moves recently, the transactions, uh, uh, signing uh, Sunwan Oh um, as a free agent. He had trouble passing his physical uh, with the Rangers, and so they did not complete the deal, um, not because of the physical, but because they couldn't work out a rewording in the uh, in the contract. And then they also acquired Jaime Garcia, who uh, should pencil in. He's kind of like a lock for the fifth spot in the rotation. Um, so, Oh, 
Um, so many puns with his name. Um, he is 35 years old out of South Korea. Um, he's projected by baseball reference to have a 3.71 ERA in 2018, 1.270 whip, and 3.32 strikeout to walk ratio. Um, he was phenomenal in 2016 with the Cardinals. Uh, he had a 1.92 ERA, 2.13 FIP, um, uh, 0.916 whip and 5.72 strikeout to walk ratio he finished sixth in rookie of the year voting uh but 2017 he kind of took a step back um as mike wilner says so often on the radio broadcast uh he had an era of 4.1 fip of 4.44 uh so he did disappoint again both those years with cardinals uh but he um his acquisition definitely helps the blue jays in the bullpen uh, a few people on my Instagram were mad with the acquisition. Um, I don't understand why. I think it resol- revolves around the fact that he did fail his physical with the uh, the Rangers. But um, he, he his failed physical was because of an, an inflamed elbow, which was considered uh, and reported by South Korean news agencies as a minor injury. Um, and just the two parties were unable to come with... Come, um, come to a uh, subsequent another agreement uh so i think that this deal will work out for the blue jays i think he's a great acquisition he really bolsters toronto's bullpen which surprisingly is becoming a strong point of the team um do you guys disagree with me there absolutely absolutely not you know i love the signing of soon uh one oh sorry um you know he's definitely a big arm added to the jays bullpen and Ever since the Jays traded Dominic Leone, which who was a key piece of their bullpen last season, uh, to St. Louis, they've had a little bit of a hole to fill. And you know, if you look at oh now, he could possibly be a late inning setup man role with the Jays, along with Ryan Tapera and a few other names. So you know, and with the season Ryan Tapera had last year, it's definitely it's definitely looking like a good seven, eight, nine punch, especially with Osuna coming in for to close things out and you know obviously he struggled a little bit last season but you know uh you may, you mentioned his projections 3.71 that's not bad at all considering that he will be pitching at the Rogers Center for most of the season as well and he had a very good rookie season uh in the major leagues and he's he only has two years of experience but you know I really like the addition I think it'll help the Blue Jays bullpen a lot and I really think he'll have uh as you well, as he stepped back in 2017, I think he'll have a better season, more like a bounce back season compared to his 2016 numbers. And I'm not sure how anyone would be mad with this signing. Um, you had no after the Leon trade, you had no really seventh eighth inning guy other than Ryan Tapera. Uh, there's really nobody that you can pretty much commit to or be comfortable with. But you know this provides. Um, this provides a lot for the Jays. This, their bullpen it helps them a lot with situations and other things like that. So I really hope, I'm really hoping the best for O. And again, uh, his failed physical with the Rangers, his little inflamed elbow, that doesn't concern me at all. I think he'll be ready to go. And, you know, I'm really actually looking forward to seeing him pitch out of the bullpen for the Jays uh, this season. Yeah, I don't really think there's a way that you can dislike this deal uh, for two reasons. One, 
you're getting a pitcher that hasn't had much major league experience uh and you know so there's not really or there's kind of a what if factor uh he had a great season in 2016 i think it was 2017 was not so great uh but you know that's all we really have to base uh his skills on you know it's not like we just signed a guy that's been in the major leagues for 15 years and has struggled or to uh to pitch at a consistent rate you know he's a guy he had one great year one down year uh what side are we really getting you know it's kind of a gamble that can either work out or not work out and if it doesn't work out it's a I think it's a minor league deal. I'm not too sure, but I know it's only work worth about major. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, major, but major league. Anyways, deal. it's yeah. worth just under two million, I believe. And that's what it was, mm-hmm. and that that's not a lot. You don't. Yeah, one point seven five. It, it would be different if we're spending five to ten million on a guy, uh, but we're not. You know, if if he doesn't pan out, you can just do get rid of him, eat his salary, uh, do what you want. You know, it's not a crazy amount of money. Uh, and yeah, you know, if, if you dislike the deal that, I mean, you can do that. I, I don't think that's the right move. You know, we just got a guy who has pitched well, uh, pitched very well one year and just had his numbers were just a little inflated the next year. And, you know, he's a guy, he can come out, be lights out at times. And I think that's what he'll do. I mean, the bullpen definitely took, a hit when they, we lost Dominic Leone. Still uh, kind of shaking my head over that move, but that's a different story. Not necessarily take over Leone's role. I mean, I don't think anybody can really replicate what he did over the course of a year. But I think he'll definitely be uh, a good backup or substitute plan, I guess you could say. I don't think he's going to be terrible. I think he'll be decent. You know what? Maybe a little bit better than what we're paying him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... Overall, it's a good move, and if you dislike it, uh, then you are wrong. I guess that's the only way I can really put it. I think it's a great deal. Yeah, I. Uh, if you dislike it, I think you're wrong because uh, the massive upside there, and the only thing that you can really um, kind of disagree with is the fact um, that his health maybe isn't the best, but at the same time, it's a one point seven five million 